You're about to listen to a message from Every Nation Church Midrand, the place where people come to be changed and discipled to transform society. So on Thursday, Pastor was talking to us about spiritual trading. And it was very clear to those of us here that Satan is busy trading. And uh, I have news for you. He's trading with you. There is what you have that he wants. Pastor said to us, I think it was in Revelation 3.11, about us holding fast, holding on to our what? Crowns. Let's read that scripture quickly. Revelation 3.11. He says, I'm coming quickly. Hold on to what you have so that no one takes your crown. In other words, we all have crowns. Amen. And there is someone who wants to exchange our crown for what he has. And he said to us, hold fast to it. Because there is someone who is wanting to trade with you. Your destiny, you know that sometimes we trade unknowingly. Because your heart can be that trading ground. Sometimes you find that you are living outside of scripture. When you begin to live the way God has not ordained for you to live, you begin to live in sin. Hello? Uh, something is wrong. The enemy is offering you something that you think is wonderful. And you are giving him something that is precious. That moment of weakness. The very thing that you are supposed to hold on to. In the moment of weakness, you give it away. The enemy is busy negotiating. Negotiating, trading, wanting what you have. But this morning, before I get into what the Lord has given me, I want you to know that it's time for you to say, you know what, enough of the trading. Enough of the trading. Enough of giving away my honor. Enough of exchanging it with dishonor. Enough. I want you to go ahead and listen to that message. Like I said to you, I'm not preaching it. I refuse to preach it. I just gave you just a little. For you to know that it is important for you to hold fast to what you have. Amen. Amen. One of the things that blessed me the most on Thursday was the fact that even though 
at some points in our lives, we may have traded our destiny, traded our souls, traded that which the Lord gave to us as our inheritance. Even though at some point we could have done that and we could have enslaved ourselves. The beauty of this is that we have Christ who is our redeemer. By the blood of Jesus, he is the one who also trades. Because to redeem is to buy back. Is to go and say to the enemy that took away your destiny, that took away your crown, that took that which belongs to you. And God does not care if he took it legally. Are you following? If you handed it over to him, it's not not his business. But for you to say, Lord, you are my redeemer. Redeem me. Save me. Buy back my soul from destruction. Buy back my honor from where it's been kept. From the enemy that had taken hold of it. Redeem me, O Lord. And he'll redeem you. Amen. Amen. This is fabulous news to me. I don't know about you. It it is such great news. Can we read before I now move in Zechariah chapter 3? Zechariah chapter 3. We'll read from verse 1. All right, so he showed me Joshua the high priest standing before the angel of the Lord. And Satan opposing, or Satan standing at his right hand to what? To oppose him. Satan stood where? You you need to respond to me. Where did Satan stand? Do you know your right hand is the place of strength and authority? So when Satan comes and stands at your right hand, Um, Some trading took place Uh, for Satan to confidently come and stand at the right hand of the high priest. At some point, the high priest had given up something and Satan had taken it over. And so he stood there with authority. He stood there, not feeling like I'm not, I don't belong here. (laughs) You know, there are people here that the enemy is standing strong. Listen, I've ministered to so many. (laughs) Where the enemy can say, I have legal access. (laughs) Yeah. I have legal ground to operate in this life. I have the right. And the reason I have the right is because some trading took place. Some transaction took place. And so I can oppose. I can stand. Some of us is standing and he's opposing us. Because of something that we did before. But Joshua the high priest. Look what happened. Verse 2. 
And the Lord said to Satan, the Lord rebuke you, Satan. The Lord who has chosen Jerusalem rebuke you. Is this not a brand plucked from the fire? That's what happens when he comes to redeem you. That's what happens when he comes to buy you back. Yes, he's aware of what you traded. He's aware of what you did before. But when he comes, because of the blood of Jesus, because of what he has applied over you, because he has bought you back, he can come and say, who are you? Is this not a brand that I have plucked out of the fire? Even you will be wondering, say, is he talking to me? <laughs> me, that I just did this. I'm a brand. He says, is this not a brand? Plucked from the fire, verse 3. Now Joshua was clothed with filthy garments <laughs> and was standing before the angel. You see that? <laughs> when he traded his robe, when he traded, listen, when we trade our honor, our robe, you will be wearing filthy garments. The fact that your neighbor can't see those garments doesn't matter. I shared this once where the Lord showed me. He showed me a lady. He showed me a lady. And this lady, I just had a picture. It was in a flash. And she looked super beautiful. She looked good. Well-groomed and all. And then that went away. And in a flash, he showed me something else. I won't say someone because it was something. And it was a creature. It was like a, a goat. Now, I say goat with respect to the goats. Because it was worse than a goat. So for me to look at that creature and call it a goat is not fair to goats. But it was, is the closest thing I can describe. But looked horrible. Thin. Really sick. And there was a leash. And it was long. I didn't see who was at the other end holding it. And then I saw it, and I'm like, whew. And I said, Lord, what is this? And the Lord said to me, this is what she looks like in the spirit. So physically, you are glowing because you've managed to master how to put that foundation on. So you are glowing. The fact that I cannot see your filthy garments does not mean that God cannot see it. But apart from God seeing it, demons see it too. They recognize you from afar. So Joshua, high priest, who knows if he was busy performing his priestly duties. As Satan, can you imagine like me preaching here, but Satan is at my right hand? But that's what happens to us when we've traded our honor. 
he was what? Clothed with filthy garments and was standing before the angel. Verse 4. Then he answered and spoke to those who stood before him, saying, Take away the filthy garments from him. And to him he said, See, I have removed your iniquity from you. Amen. You see, that thing that you exchanged and you gave the, uh, uh, the enemy gave you in return. The Lord says, I've removed it from you. And I will clothe you with rich robes. Amen. Let's read verse 5 and we can maybe end there. And I said, let them put a clean turban on his head. So they put a clean turban on his head and they put the clothes on him and the angel of the Lord stood by. They restored his crown. <laughs> Amen. Amen. They restored his crown. They restored his honor. Amen. The Lord himself redeemed him. Amen. You know why this is good news to me? Because I said to you, if there's nothing else I appreciate God for, I appreciate him for mercy. Amen. I appreciate him for mercy because I know that I have done some serious tradings. Amen. I have traded with the enemy. Sometimes when I knew what to do and I did it not, when I chose to you, you know, when you, let me tell you, simple things like funny feelings. You know those funny feelings? Pastor Farah is the one that taught us funny feelings. When you get those things. Those little things that the enemy gives you and you collect from him. When you collect it, he did not give you mahala. Or how, you know, you are giving him something in return. You are exchanging it, you are trading it. But today, I just want you to know he is what? Your redeemer. And he has redeemed you. And from today, you, you will not sell your destiny for a plate of food. Amen. Glory to God. Okay, I'm sure that helped somebody. Did it help you? I think, I think that was very powerful. When I heard it on Thursday, I was incredibly blessed. I may not be preaching like Pastor Eric, but you got the message, hey? <laughs> All right, trading with God. So I'm thinking that if you can trade with Satan, why don't you just trade with God? The greatest transaction that ever took place, took place on the cross. I'm so blessed that Jesus transacted on our behalf. Amen. There was trading that took place so that we can approach him and we can exchange certain things. Amen. Amen. I want us to read Isaiah 53 from verse 1. We can stop at verse 5. Who has believed our report and who, to whom has the arm of the Lord been revealed? For he shall grow up before him as a tender plant and as a root out of the dry ground. He has no form of comeliness 
And when we see him, there is no beauty that we should desire him. He is despised and rejected by man. A man of sorrows and acquainted with grief. And we hid, as it were, our faces from him. He was despised and we did not esteem him. Surely, amen, he has borne our griefs and carried our sorrows. Yet we esteem him stricken, smitten by God and afflicted. But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement for our peace was upon him. And by his stripes, we are healed. This is so powerful because the greatest transaction that could ever have taken place took place on the cross. We used to sing a song that says, we owe the debt that we could not pay. He paid the debt that he did not owe. Hallelujah. And so today, my joy and the revelation that I have, because you know you can know things and it's just, it's not rhema to you. The revelation that I have is that he was wounded for my transgression. The revelation that I have is that I can exchange my transgression. I can exchange my pain. I can exchange the war that goes on within and without because of peace that has been purchased already. I am excited to know that because of what he did on the cross, I can come and trade it in. I've experienced diverse kinds of miracles in a few days. Yeah, because I've taken hold of this word and I'm working with it as if there's no other word. Are you following? Because I can come to him now and I can say, um, sickness, I recognize you. You are not from God. You are not supposed to be here. Uh, you don't belong. I do not sit with it. I refuse to sit with it anymore. I can now take it. And I can transact. And I can exchange. And I can trade it. Because of the finished work of the cross. I can come now and say. That because he was wounded. For me, I do not need to be wounded. Because by his stripes, I am healed. I do not need to carry this. I'm, I'm happy. I'm excited. I am blessed. Because let me tell you, the one thing you need to transact, because you already know those things, but your faith has not been active. My faith has not been active in some areas. But today, my faith has been activated. Just because of what I know. Because I know that I can trade with him. Because I know that I don't have to hold this. I know that I don't have to keep this. 
I know that I can actually take it and say, I don't want you. I don't want you. I don't want you. Are there things in your life you don't want? Are there things you have been managing? Meanwhile, he has made provision for you to trade it in. He has made provision for you to come and exchange it to say, Zama, you don't need to have this. Have that. Are you following? When there's provision for that, why do you want to remain where you are? Oh, I am so excited. You know that there are some things the enemy has been doing and we've been crying about it. I, for one, there were certain things early, uh, I think it was maybe in, in Feb or so, that he hit me with. And I cried, but I was still praying. And I remember pastor said, when you finish crying, you better pray. <laughs> so it wasn't a matter of don't cry. He said, cry. Cry very well. <laughs> but when you've finished, pick up yourself. <laughs> I was managing some things. Today I'm not managing anything. Excuse me. That the enemy can come and be playing as he likes in my family. And I'm managing it. It can't happen when I can give it over, when I can trade it. You are there. There are people that constantly, they sorrow, sorrow. One thing or the other, there are people that you, oh my word. That when, you, when they call you, you don't even want to speak. Because if you are laughing before they called, your joy goes. Because they, they don't sound good. They never... The world is on their shoulders. And I have a new message for them. Trade it in. Don't keep it. Don't be known for it. Yes, maybe you got it because you traded something else. But your Redeemer has bought back your joy. So trade it in. Hallelujah. He's traded on our behalf. Amen. And we stand in faith. <laughs> Last night it occurred to me that the Bible says, that he was made poor, that I may be made rich. How many of you are constantly in lack? You don't have to lift up your hands. <laughs> I just saw from your eyes, you just didn't, yeah, pastor. <laughs> you know, you don't want to show that you're like, but you just said, you're talking to me. Just, just blink that I know you're the one. 2 Corinthians 8. Let's read that. Verse 9. I'm ready. To, you, I'm, there's nothing that I cannot trade in anymore. There's nothing I'm going to keep if it is not what God has for me. What is it? For you know 
know the grace of our Lord Jesus, that though he was rich, yet for your sake he became poor, that you through his poverty might what? Because I don't care the kind of poverty, whether it is poor in spirit, whether it's financial poverty, whatever kind of poverty it is, um, trade it. I'm trading it in. I'm taking and I say, Lord, I don't want this. Um, um, the blessing of Abraham is supposed to be mine. I don't want this. I, I, I return it. And I receive the abundance that you have ordained for me. I know we are spiritual in this house and we don't really talk about money and prosperity. Are you following? But I want you to know that there are certain things that are stored up for you that you are refusing to take. We are satisfied. We are managing ourselves. We are, we, let's, let's just try. It's time for you to learn how to trade. For you to learn how to say, Lord, the things happening in my life, they don't look like you. No, no, they don't look like something you would do. No. Have you been through some things? I used to say, Father, this trial that I'm going through, if you are the one trying me to produce patience, if you are the one trying me to make me stronger, okay, I will follow you. But Satan, if you are the one when I've established that he's not God, somebody has to pay for it. Where I may be confused is if I don't know what is happening. But if I can establish that this thing happening is not God. I understand what it means to endure hardship as a good soldier. Yes, it's scriptural. But when my training is over, and you still maintain, you say, stay on that field and continue to fight when I should be enjoying. No, 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 no. Something has to give. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. He's saying, I'm trading my sorrow. I'm trading my, my shame. I'm what? Laying them. Do you know the Bible says that in place of shame, you will have double honor? So why are we living in shame? Isn't it time to package that shame very well? And tell it you have stayed here long enough. And submit it to God. When pastor spoke to us on Thursday, he said, speak to as many people. In fact, he gave us a note. He said, at least 10 people. Oh, I, I spoke. And I started from my home. My children. Uh, my, hello. This is what your father preached. <laughs> Other people are hearing it. You better hear it. <laughs> are you following? I preached it. 
Because at some point or the other in their lives, they've experienced shame. And I'm saying to them, listen to me, my boy. Listen to me, my girl. You experience shame here. Don't cover your face anymore. It's enough. Take that shame. Exchange it. Receive double honor. That's your portion. That's your portion. I'm so blessed. There are people that I have seen that Satan opposed, like Joshua. You, I, I love the story of um, T.D. and Sarita Jade's daughter. And the kind of life she lived. How many of you know T.D. Jade? <laughs> because she's like, hmm? <laughs> Powerful man, known everywhere. And stuff happened. And it didn't happen when he was not known. It happened while he was known. And, you know, I believe trading took place. The daughter traded honor. And stuff happened. And I believe they continued to pray for this girl. And one day, just like the Lord that stood and spoke over Joshua, his high priest, and said, you know, I've noticed that you are standing at his right hand. You know, I've noticed that now his garment is filthy. I've noticed that you, you've, you've become comfortable in this man's life. Can I announce to you that this is a firebrand? I believe that's what happened to that girl. Yes, the enemy thought, ah, I've got her, I'm doing, in fact, I've got her parents. They will be ashamed. And he did all kinds of things until the day the Lord said, okay, it's enough. Because I believe that they exchanged something. And this girl has gone, well, a woman now. And I cannot name the things she did. There are many. But she's gone from that person to be this one. Her crown is intact. Some of us that are priding ourselves that we didn't do half of what we did, we have, we have not impacted people even like this, the way she has. And I'm not saying we need to live in a certain way <laughs> to be used, but I'm saying that when you begin to exchange certain things, God will take you that your life looked like it was going nowhere. You that should have been ashamed. You that the enemy was opposing. And suddenly you are now the person that everybody is listening to. Oh, I listen to her I, even more than her father. Because it's just powerful. Amen. Amen. So I say, I preached it to my children. I said, I don't care where your life has gone. It comes back. Amen. Are you following? Yeah. I don't care what has happened. And I'm talking to you. Amen. I'm talking to you. Amen. I don't care what has happened that has brought you shame. But you, you see, you have not told anyone you are ashamed. Because we know how to cover. But today you can trade it in. 
and you can say, I receive honor. You, you know, he, 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 when you can give, if you give your life, this is powerful. If you can trade your life to him, your future is secure. If you can just take yourself and say, Lord, I give you my life and I take your life, you are secure. I've said it before when the Lord said to me, mind my business, I will mind yours. Trading took place. <laughs> so I take his own. And then instead of me minding mine, I give it to him. I say, you can take care of that. And who knows that what he can take care of is far better than what I can take care of. <laughs> are you following? What are you ready to swap? Are you intelligent enough to handle things yourself? Are you, are you smart enough to make sure things work according to how you want it? Because you know some of us are very educated and we, wow, we really pride ourselves in, in who we are. Are you following? But Satan does not respect your degree. Oh, you didn't know? Your neighbor might respect it, but Satan doesn't respect it. He doesn't. So you can brag about it all you like. It doesn't mean anything to him. Are you following? So if you think you can handle it yourself, good luck to you. But when you can come and say, Lord, I give it. I hand it over. Amen. Amen. I don't know about you. I'm just having a good time because this, knowing that I can, there's nothing I cannot hand over to him. Knowing that there's nothing I, can, I, I cannot give up to him. Knowing that, yes, even though I've traded with the enemy in the past, that I can actually say, Lord, take this and give me yourself. Take my life and give me you. Give me you. What more can you ask for? Hallelujah. Mark, Mark chapter 10, I want to read from verse 46. Mark 10. Forty-six, forty-six, not forty-six. And now they went to Jericho. As he went out of Jericho with his disciples and a great multitude, blind Bartimaeus, the son of Timaeus, sat by the road begging. And when he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, he began to cry out and say, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. I have cried this cry for some days now. Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Because I understand my disabilities. I understand what is going on. I may I may be looking at you and I can see you, but I know where I'm blind. And I said, Jesus, 
have mercy on me. I may be walking around today, but I know where I'm restrained and crippled. Saying, Jesus, have mercy on me. Verse 48. Then many want him to be quiet, but he cried out all the more. Son of David, have mercy on me. So Jesus stood still and commanded him to be called. Then they called the blind man saying, be of good cheer. Rise, he is calling you. And throw, this is what I like. And throwing aside his garment, he rose and came to Jesus. He threw aside that which identified him, that which had, had defined him, that garment, he threw it aside, just like Joshua's garment was changed. Bartimaeus said, ah, Jesus is calling me. I'm about to trade something. I'm about to trade this blindness for sight. I'm about, are you hearing me? There is a trade that is about to take place. And because there's a trade that is about to take place, you better give up something. Can you buy without re- releasing? You want to keep your demons? I told us at the singles meeting, I said, your, our faith and iniquity are not compatible. In other words, you cannot be living by faith and living in iniquity is not compatible. So the day you want to walk by faith, that rope of iniquity, you put it aside. This guy rose up because Jesus called him. And he exchanged, he traded what he had. Amen. How many of us here are ready to trade? I'm ready to trade. I've been doing a lot of trading lately. (laughs) And I still want to trade. (laughs) Some of us are comfortable. We're okay. We don't want to trade anything. Some of us are okay where we are. Those little, little foxes and those little demons there, you know, we're used to them. Familiar spirits. (laughs) Are you trading them? I'm ready to train. I'm, I'm ready to take what God has for me and give up the things that the enemy had given me. I'm ready to give up the things that I think that are good for me and take what is good from him. I'm ready to take my own burden, my own yoke and give to him and trade for his that is life. Amen. Amen. I think it was one guy praying and, you know, just going along those lines. And, you know, when she was even talking about the eagle and shedding and all of that. And, and talking about the fact that you now, you know, get new wings and you're able to soar again. Uh, that weight. That weight. That has kept us from soaring at the heights that we are supposed to soar. Isn't it about time? That we give it up. Isn't it about time? Excuse me. Isn't it about time that we say to the Lord, Lord, I give it to you. I, in exchange, amen, for new feathers. In exchange 
for new wings. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. I'm going to round up shortly, but when I think about Hannah and how she was barren and the deal she made, And she said, Lord, if you give me, I will give you. When I read about Hannah, I got excited. Listen, you know, I'm a mother, so I can't do without talking about my children. It's, it's very important to me. Are you following that subject of making sure they're okay? How many of you can identify? So when I was reading about Hannah, I'm like, Okay. I can trade my children. Yeah, I know now. It sounds like, hmm, what, are, what is she saying? Uh, I can trade them. How many of you here have children? Keep your hands up. How many of you have ever dedicated them to the Lord? What do you think you did? But you didn't know that's what you did. We didn't know. The day you brought, I, I give you, you know, Lord, this child you gave me, I give back to you. I give you this. You didn't know you were trading. But do you know that today, with the understanding that you have, and I call it trading your children, it sounds bad. I won't even call it dedicating. I can trade my children. I can give them up to God. I can say, God, take them. Oh, this one doesn't want to go. Look, I have authority to give you. Because if Hannah did not have authority, she couldn't have given Samuel. Can you give what is not yours? Can I take Lucia's car keys now and hand over to you? <laughs> but I can give you my own car keys. So for Hannah to be able to give the Lord her child, and not Penina's child, are you following? Because that one doesn't belong to her. She says, I give you this one. Then it means I can trade my own. It means I can say, Lord, take Rahila. I give her to you. Lord, you see Paul Daniel? I trade him. Take him. Do with him what you want. The rest of his days, let him serve you. I trade Shama in, Lord. Take him. Live through him. Walk through him. Talk through him. I, I give him up. I only understood this now because there was a day the Lord said to me, lay your children on the altar. And I was like, eh? <laughs> Have I not said it before? No, he said to me clearly. He said, you need to lay these children on the altar because they will soon become God to you. 
Hey, hello, parents. You know how my daughter calls me Mama Bear? Because just try me around. <laughs> just say the wrong thing to her. And Mama Bear comes. Are you following? So I'm ready to spoil and do whatever. For the, and the Lord said to me, lay these children on the altar. <laughs> I'm sorry for you. And I didn't understand because all I could see was, ah, what if they die? What if something, you know, my mind was going to all kinds of things. And I said, okay, Lord, I give them to you. But I'm laying them now differently. I'm laying them now with understanding. <laughs> what is it you are going to lay on the altar? Hannah gave away her son. could have taken better care of that child. I'm, I'm saying to you, you can be here in this place, maybe troubles, marriage, or whatever. Can you please give that man away? Somebody is looking at me like, why? <laughs> Do you know how long I prayed for him? Now I have to release him. I'm not asking to release him to any woman. I'm saying, give him to God. Trade him in. You will get a new one. I'm not saying a, a new... He was, your husband was Peter, now you have a Paul. No, that's not what I'm saying. If he's Peter, you get a new Peter. Are you hearing me this morning? <laughs> Trade him in. You've, you've held on to your life too long. Do you not know that he that holds it, that keeps it, will lose it? Isn't it time to trade it in? To say, Lord, this life, take it. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. How many of us this morning are saying, Lord, we want to trade in our lives? We want to trade in everything? <laughs> Can I tell you something? Once you are traded in, it doesn't matter what is happening to you now. Are you hearing? Once the transaction has been made. You are no longer for sale. Yeah. So in other words, if I have taken this soul of mine and I have handed it over to God, who can come and buy it again? Are you following what I'm saying? Joseph was sold into slavery. Did it stop his destiny? Do you know why it did not stop his destiny? Because he was already sold to God. 
so the things that happen around you when you've been sold out, the things that happen around you does not mean that that's where you're ending. A transaction has taken place. A purchase has happened. It's done. It is settled. So some of the funny, funny things going on, you will soon see them change. You will soon see them change because your soul has already gone. It has already been captured. So for them to think that Joseph was actually a prisoner was a a big mistake. They didn't even know because he belonged to someone else already. He had been sold. What are you going to give to him? Your soul, your life. (laughs) When he's saying to you today, come and trade with me. He's saying to you today, come and do business with me. He's saying to you today, you, you know you don't need to continue walking with that. You don't, you don't need to carry it further. You can actually give it up. How long will you carry this thing? How long will you carry it? How long will you carry these burdens? Give it up now. Trade it. Trade it in. He says, who, you who is thirsty, come and drink. The legal tender is your thirst and is your hunger. Listen, I told you from the beginning, the transaction at the cross was the ultimate transaction. But how come we're not walking in the reality of this? We're not hungry. We're not thirsty. We're not applying our faith. Are you hearing me? This morning I'm saying to us, we can trade in. Are we ready to go the extra mile to trade in? I'm ready to trade in. Who is ready? Yes. I recognize some of us here. Amen. I recognize some of us who are saying, Lord, I've been carrying this for a while. Lord, I I cannot continue with this thing. I'm happy to trade it in because I know that you've made provision already for me. There's no need. There's no need. There's no need. Depression. There's no need. There's no need. If you've never suffered depression, you may not appreciate what I'm saying. But you have suffered depression. If you have suffered depression and you know that you're able to exchange depression for joy, joy unspeakable, you will indeed do this trade today. Amen. Amen. Did you hear God this morning? Do you want to stand? I want you to stand to your feet this morning. This ministry has come to you live from Every Nation Midrand. For other life-changing messages and more information, log on to www.everynationmidrand.org.